work it just a little bit. We have a lot of conditioning around work needing to be hard, work needing to be difficult. And because we have so much conditioning around that, we believe that if things are too easy, it's too good to be true. We must not be working hard enough. We must not be doing the right things because it should feel difficult if it's gonna make us a lot of money. And that's not true. Welcome to the Reclaiming Purpose podcast with me, your girl, your hostess with the mostest, and the founder of You Are Into It, Dana Lisa. Join me weekly here for wisdom drops on all things intuition. My methodology is the D3 method, and it teaches you how to discover your own joy GPS and reclaim your intuition, then decondition old people-pleasing or analysis paralysis so that you can transform on a belief level in your unconscious mind. And lastly, how to take deliberate aligned action and find liberation and fulfillment in all aspects of your life, including relationships, love, money, and career. My process uses a blend of human design, neuro-linguistic programming, and my own intuitive gifts to help you in reclaiming purpose in your life. beautiful humans. I hope you're having an amazing week so far. I love the topic of today's podcast episode, which is creating a freedom first business. Many of us have a lot of conditioning around being an employee, being somebody's uh, somebody's person who's trading time for money and we get a paycheck and X amount of hours that we put in means we get paid X amount of dollars and it's consistent and it's stable. And part of the reason why we go into the journey of entrepreneurship is because we recognize that this is limiting our creative potential. It's limiting us from becoming the person who has no cap on their income, who's no longer trading time for money, who's opened the portals of free-flowing abundance where we get to receive simply for being our creative essence, a true expression of our soul. And we we get so excited and our business becomes this extension of us. It becomes this baby that we birth into the world. I always think of the Empress card in the tarot where this creative genius cultivates inside of us in our womb space and then we birth this beautiful vision out into the world. And what happens, what I see happen with a lot of amazing entrepreneurs is they have these burnout cycles where things will be going so well for a while and they're really productive and everything's rolling out and then they just hit this brick wall where they're so exhausted and they are reevaluating their whole business and there's temptations to burn it to the ground and completely start over or to just scrap it all together or they feel like they need a complete break because they're going through some kind of rebirth And the cycle then continues again. They get back into their creative expression, get so excited, work the booty off until all of a sudden they burn out again and repeat, rinse and repeat. And a huge part of why this burnout cycle happens is because of our conditioning around being an employee. When it comes to, when it comes to how we've been taught, our worthiness has limitations 
And we have to remove those limitations in order to truly step into a place where we are consistently showing up only for our true genius. And we are allowing and surrendering everything else to be taken care of. In addition to the fact that we have so much conditioning around being an employee, around limitations when it comes to trading time for money, there's also a lot of limitations that we can self-impose on ourselves when it comes to wanting to control. And like I said, our business is our baby. It's this vision that we have that we desire to outlive us. It's a, it's a legacy that we want to leave in the world, something that we want to grow beyond our own human limitations of this particular lifetime. We want it to have a lasting impact even after we've chosen to leave this particular timeline. And to do that, we have to be willing to let go of control. We have to be willing to lean back and allow ourselves to be supported. We have to allow ourselves to leverage our strategy. So in human design, each type has its own strategy for how we are meant to express our creative genius in the world. For example, as a projector, I wait for the invitation. I wait for recognition. I wait to be seen for my genius. And that is the moment where my genius is going to have the most impact. And so one of the things that was the hardest for me was learning that timing is everything. And that while I may see particular systems or patterns or solutions that other people don't see, if I don't wait for people to see me and recognize my genius and ask for me to share my insight, then my insight constantly lands on deaf ears or people who are not ready or willing yet to receive it. And I was expending a ridiculous amount of energy trying to be seen by people who weren't ready to see me who weren't receptive to my genius. And so a large part of ending that burnout cycle for myself was learning to leverage my strategy of waiting for the invitation. And this is the same for other types. So for example, my generators and manifesting ge generators, your strategy of to respond, and to respond means that you're waiting until you have in your external environment, these different opportunities or suggestions or people or whatever that looks like for you to respond to. And then you use your inner authority and you make a decision that's based on intuitive alignment before you respond. Whereas many generators burn themselves out trying to create without having something to respond to. For my manifestors, you might go out and be trying to trying to be a team player and trying to adapt and conform your ideas to fit the narrative of other people because you were taught in a lot of maybe the corporate systems or school or your other job that you had to adapt and conform your ideas to be a team player when really your your best strategy is to be in alignment with your inner authority to know what you want and to go out and inform people hey here's what i'm doing here's what i want 
And are you in or are you out? How does it feel for you? And give people the opportunity to get on board and help you bring your vision to life and to let anyone who isn't on board with that creative vision go their own way. And my reflectors, a lot of times there's this pressure to decide right now to know what you want in this moment and to have a full body, hell yes. And if it's not a full body, hell yes, it's a no, (laughs) which doesn't work for everyone. Not everyone's intuition works that way. Not everyone's inner authority is going to respond that way. And reflectors feel a lot of pressure to make decisions really fast in the moment before they're ready. And then they don't follow through and And actually use their strategy of waiting for a full moon cycle to make sure that they're not simply picking up on the excitement or the energy or the intuition that other people are projecting outwards and that they're absorbing and thinking is their own. And so these patterns play out in whatever unique way they've played out for us and they lead to these burnout cycles that make it so that we, instead of having a freedom first business, create a business that feels like a boss, that feels like it's controlling our life. We end up feeling like a slave to our business where we have no free time. It's constantly sucking our energy. And that's the opposite of why we get into business. A huge intrinsic reward of entrepreneurship in my personal opinion, and the huge driving force for why I know I started a business is freedom, complete creative freedom, freedom to be my most authentic self, to make my own schedule, to change things when I want to change them. All of these amazing qualities about owning a business were the reason why I got started, or a huge part of the reason why I got started. And so I know when I'm burning out or when my business is, like I said, draining all of my energy or I have no free time in my schedule, that I've moved away from having a freedom first business and I'm on the track to burnout. And we can avoid burnout. It doesn't have to be a cycle. It doesn't have to be our normal. If we can choose to take intuitively led micro shifts along the way instead of being in resistance and pushing and pushing and pushing then we'll avoid these huge dramatic explosions that are the hallmark of burnout cycles right burnout cycles look like just trying to push through trying to make it past that hump trying to just get on the other side but little do we know we're just pushing a boulder up a never-ending mountain and then eventually what happens is we collapse and the boulder rolls us over and we're just laid out flat for an extended period of time and those cycles are really dramatic and they suck and it takes a lot of recovery to pick ourselves back up again so the a way to avoid this is to notice is to notice when you're not staying in your zone of genius So there's multiple realms that we get to play in when it comes to what we do to make money. There are more than one area. There's limitless, infinite potentialities of how you can make money, of how you can bring in revenue. And 
we get to play in these different realms to find the realm that feels the best for us, to find the way of making money that feels the most easeful, the most fun, and the most playful. And this is how we know we're in our zone of genius. So in contrast to being out of our zone of genius, which leads to these burnout cycles, these complications, these drama cycles where we go, 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 and then get laid out flat, When we are in our zone of genius, things feel really playful. Things feel really easeful. They're fun. We feel like, oh my gosh, how is this my job? I'm, oh my gosh, I just got paid to do that. What? That was so easy for me. We have a lot of conditioning around work needing to be hard, work needing to be difficult. And because we have so much conditioning around that, we believe that if things are too easy, it's too good to be true. We must not be working hard enough. We must not be doing the right things because it should feel difficult if it's going to make us a lot of money. And that's not true. The truth is, if you want to, you can create a life where it is really easy, fun, and playful to make money, and it doesn't feel like a job. It feels effortless. I know how that's that's what I want to feel. Is that how you want to feel? (laughs) If that's how you want to feel, you're in the right place. And we have to get out of these other realms in order to make sure we're in the realm of our zone of genius. So these other realms are these different categories that we have that are completely unique to you. There's the zone of incompetence, the zone of competence, the zone of excellence, and the zone of genius. And a lot of times when we're on the path to burnout, we're playing in the zone of excellence, competence, or incompetence. So the zone of incompetence is things that we don't know yet and they're a struggle for us. We need to be taught and supported in them. So they're things that we're still learning, we're a newbie at, that we haven't quite cracked the code on yet. And These are things which we could be using to make money in the future, but we have to ask ourselves, am I learning this out of a sense of obligation because I feel like I have to know this thing in order to be successful, or is it because it truly excites me and it brings me joy? Sometimes we think we have to know specific things that we don't actually need to know in order to be successful. And we see that other people around us who we admire are really proficient at these certain things. And so we make assumptions that, oh, well, I must need to be good at that too if I want what they have. But that's not true. You have your own unique success code and you, as you are, are perfectly magnetic to all of your desires. In your most authentic expression, you are perfectly designed to have everything that it is that you want. And so again, the question is, am I learning this out of a sense of obligation because I feel like I have to learn it in order to have what I want? Or does it really excite me? Does it really bring me joy? A great example is I thought when I started my business, I had to learn how to build a website, how to make social media graphics that looked a certain type of way, how to do branding from A to Z, and so much more. I thought I needed to learn all of these things in and out to a T if I was going to be a successful business owner. 
And I know how to do them all now. They they originally were in my zone of incompetence, but now I'm very competent at them. Some of them are I'm even excellent at, but that doesn't mean that they're my zone of genius. It doesn't mean that they bring me joy. It doesn't mean that they get me excited. It doesn't mean that I like doing them and that they feel effortless and playful and fun. The truth was that those things didn't excite me, but I thought I had to do them to be good at business. And now I know, I know the truth. And the truth is that there are other people who love to do those things and are so happy to do them for me. None of those things were actually required of me to make money either. That's that's the real pill we have to swallow is I actually didn't have to do all of those things that I didn't want to do in order to make money. And that's a very humbling experience because we realize how much time, how much energy, how much effort we expended in trying to make ourselves good at things that didn't make us happy and weren't actually required to have what we want. And I was able to make way more money when I stopped focusing on those tasks that were in my zone of incompetence and trying to make them my zone of genius, even though they were difficult and didn't feel fun and exciting. And instead, I focused on building relationships with people who were my dreamy soulmate clients. They didn't care they didn't care that I had a website or not. They didn't care that I my graphics looked a certain way or my pictures had the perfect filter on them. They cared about me and how I could help them and whether it felt good for them or not, whether they intuitively needed my guidance. And so when I focused on building relationships first and getting out of my zone of incompetence, things began to change for me. I finally just shut down my website and was like, this is my place that I go to when I feel like I need to feel productive. I'll go work on my website and then I'll feel like, ah, I got so much done today, even though I didn't actually move the needle forward in any way. So zone of incompetence tasks don't move the needle forward anywhere in your business. They might make you feel productive. They might make you feel like you're moving the needle forward simply because you're working really hard and that's what you've been taught is going to make you money. But you got to unlearn that if you want to move past this zone, this realm. The next realm that there is, is the zone of competence. So the zone of competence is things that you have learned. You're good at it. You can do it. It takes like a little bit of effort, but for the most part, you're very competent at these tasks. And there are certain skills that you've been trained in, that you've been taught in school, that you've been taught from previous career paths, that you've learned in your business that you're competent at. But that doesn't mean they bring you joy. It doesn't mean that it's fun for you. It doesn't mean that you're supposed to be doing them. So again, which ones are you doing out of obligation and which ones really excite you and bring you joy? And then there's our realm of the zone of excellence. And the zone of excellence is so tricky. It's, it's one of the most compelling realms to say, stay in because it's often where we receive the most positive feedback. It's like, you're so good at this. Wow, you can teach this with your hands tied behind your back. Like you're so good at X, Y, and Z. 
And because we're so good at those things, it's really easy to make money doing them, but they can still be so draining on our soul because it's not our creative genius. So for example, I used to own a content creation agency. I'm so good at creating copy, marketing materials, creating marketing strategies. I'm so, so good at those things. And because I was so, so good at those things and nailing other people's brand voice, I became a copywriter without a lot of effort. I had clients who were begging me to stay on as a copywriter and as a content management officer for them because I was so good at replicating their brand voice and they had been so exhausted with trying to find someone who could do exactly what I was doing. And at first I was like, okay, I'm trading time for money, I'm writing, I'm writing so much every day for all of these other people, I've got to figure out how to outsource this. That was my solution, which is a great solution, right? Like, okay, I'm going to keep this content creation business going because it's so lucrative, but I'm going to start to outsource the, the hard parts. Great place to start. That was a very wise decision of me. So I started to find people who were already very competent writers, and then I started to teach them what I knew because it was my zone of excellence. So it was really easy for me to teach other people, here's how you replicate a brand voice, here's how you create a high converting blog post, here's how you write really compelling copy, here's my structures, and here's my my standard operating procedures that allow me to do exactly what I do, here you go you can copy paste my model. You can become so good at this too. And I was training people how to do it and I was hiring them so that I could bring on even more clients and get even more work done. And I was like, okay, yeah, this feels really good. This is really easy. This is, this is exciting. This is fun. But there was a truth underlying the growth that I was going through. And that truth was that I didn't want to be a content management officer. I didn't want to own a content creation agency. I knew in my soul that I was meant to teach, that I was meant to be a mentor, that I was meant to be helping people in a way that I wasn't helping them. I was helping people get their brand voice out there and I was helping them with their marketing but I didn't feel excited and fulfilled. I didn't feel satisfied. It felt like I was selling my soul to make a dollar. And I remember being at this retreat for a neuro-linguistic programming certification that I was a part of. And I had been creating content and been working with the woman who was the mentor and the teacher of this certification. And I was envious of her. So envy is a great tool. It's an emotion that we can use to see where we're not honoring our desires. And I was very envious of this woman because she had this amazing thriving certification. She was teaching people. She was hosting this event. And I was working for her as a freelancer. I was the person who was creating marketing materials, writing emails, writing social media posts, and writing blog posts. And I 
knew that I wanted what she had. I didn't want to be working with her in that capacity. I wanted to be teaching the way she was teaching. And I remember being at this event and she asked me, how is your current business model working for you? She found out that I was a projector in human design as well. And she was also a fellow projector, is a fellow projector. And she asked me point blank, what is working for you? Like, is this working for you? Because that would be exhausting to me as a fellow projector. So I have to ask, is this working for you? And I burst into tears. I had a meltdown right there in that moment. And she was so lovely. She, her name is Lexi D'Angelo. She's awesome. She has a, a crazy, amazing NLP certification that you should check out if you're interested in learning NLP. And I remember Lexi saying to me, I am more concerned with you being happy. Obviously you do this so well. Like you're so great at creating content. You're so great at this agency. You're so great at the distribution of this content. Like these things are things that you're so good at, but if they're not bringing you fulfillment and happiness, that's more important to me. And that's what she was telling me. She was telling me you're in your zone of excellence, but this isn't your zone of genius. And I took a little while longer. It took me another few months. And during that few months, I remember how rapidly things deteriorated, how quickly things seemingly fell apart, how quickly it seemed like nothing was going according to plan anymore, like my clients were unhappy, like my employees were slacking off, like I was struggling. I was struggling so hard for those few months because I was hanging on to something that was in my zone of excellence, but I wasn't working in my zone of genius. And I was trying so hard to force myself to enjoy something that I didn't enjoy that I couldn't bring myself to let it go because I was so scared about stepping into this final realm, this my zone of genius. I had so much conditioning around work needing to be hard, around my own genius not being good enough to make me money, that I was scared to let go of this thing that was really comfortable. Zone of excellence is one of the hardest things to move out of because it is so comfortable. It's comfortable to make money with something that you know is rinse and repeat. It's comfortable to work hard and know that it's going to pay off because it is consistent. It is reliable. It is stable. It's predictable. Your zone of excellence is the realm of predictability. Whereas stepping into your creative zone of genius, the final realm, is the unknown. It is literally saying, I'm going to do things my own way and what I have to share in the world in terms of my creative genius is enough. And that requires a radical self-responsibility. It requires a willingness to do the inner work, to unlearn the programming that we have to trade time for money, that work needs to be really hard, and that we have to learn things we don't want to learn in order to be successful. And since then, since letting my content creation agency go, since beginning this journey into teaching intuition and moving away from business-only coaching, I've become so much lighter. I can talk about what I teach 
forever. And I just had a VIP experience yesterday with this amazing woman named Melanie Schmoyes, who I've been working with for over a year. She has been my client for so long, I felt like I knew her already, even though we had never met in real life. And I got to meet her in real life and spend the day walking around Cleveland with her, sharing all of these amazing conversations, holding her through hypnosis, taking her on these guided journeys, talking about her business, talking about her upcoming group program. And it felt so effortless. It felt so fun. And I got paid more in that day than I used to get paid in a week. I used to even get paid in a month (laughs) at one point when I was working at Costco. And I sat with that yesterday of like, this is my zone of genius. And there's this piece of me that's still in a little bit of disbelief of like, it gets to be this easy. It gets to be this fun. And Melanie even said that to me. She said, on my way out the door, my husband said, wow, your job is so fun. Like you just get to go hang out with each other for the day, but it's also so transformative. And and I laughed and I was like, it is. This is the best thing that I can possibly imagine my life looking like. This is so fun for me. And that's what your zone of genius feels like. It feels like, holy guacamole, I just got paid for that. That's mind-blowing. That was so easy for me. That was so fun for me. And in this realm, the potentialities are limitless. Like what you can do, how much money you can make, how effortless it can be just keeps expanding and expanding and expanding. And that's why it's so important to move from the zone of excellence where there's predictability, where there's comfort, where there's security, stability, and safety into this unpredictable realm of your zone of genius that has no limitations. I want you in your zone of genius. So if you're still working on discovering your zone of genius and you're like, Dana, how do I get in my zone of genius? What do I do? Send me a DM on Instagram. My handle is at youareintuit, Y-O-U-A-R-E-I-N-T-U-I-T. And let's have a conversation because if this episode sparked something within you, it's because you're playing in these other realms, the zone of excellence, the zone of competence, and maybe even the zone of incompetence. But there's something inside of you that's so alive speaking to you saying, there's more. Come into the realm of more. And it wants you. It needs you. It requires you to get out of your comfort zone and to step into this realm of the unknown in order to fulfill the potential that it is that you are here to fulfill in this world. And part of my zone of genius is helping you unlock that, is helping you claim the fullest expression of who you're here to be in this world and learning how effortless and fun and playful it gets to be making money and living your best life. These things don't have to be as hard as a huge portion of the world makes them seem. And we've been taught to stay small because it keeps us controllable. The smaller you are, the easier it is to use you for someone else's gain. But you're not here for that. You're here for fulfillment. You're here for joy. You're here to fulfill your purpose. And your zone of genius 
is calling you and I want to help you unlock it and discover it. So send me a DM on Instagram and let's chat. I'm sending you all so much love. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day wherever you are in the world and I'll talk to you so soon. All right, Intuits, that's all for this week, but I will catch you here on Reclaiming Purpose next week. And if you want more of this type of content, you can go check out the offers on youareintuit.com. The link is in the show notes. And for a chance to win a one-year subscription to all of our workshops and programs, go ahead and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so that we can enter you into our quarterly draw. I will talk to you guys so soon and have an amazing rest of your day wherever you are in the world. Yeah.